From Glitch HQ on Riverside Avenue in frosty autumnal Minneapolis, this is Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development. I'm Martha McGarry, and I make nice games. I'm Dale LaCroix, and I am trying to help make a nice game. And I'm Martha Croy, I too make nice games. For this week's episode, it's another Nice Games Jam. We've been given a prompt, and we are trying to come up with a complete game that you can play by the end of the episode. Will it work? We and you are about to find out. And so, if everyone is ready... Let's start. Yay! Yay! So, (laughs) before we get into this game, we should talk about another game that you may have heard of called Widget Satchel, which is, uh, we've announced... (laughs) We've announced the release date by the time you hear this episode. Where we're sitting, it's still a secret, but it's known to you now. uh, November 27th, that is, I believe, calendar math, next Wednesday, right before Thanksgiving, Widget Satchel will be in your hands and out of my hair. (laughs) Not quite. Um, (laughs) Out of your hair. um, But here's the thing. uh, If you're playing on Switch... Um, the uh, pre-orders are live now. It's pre-purchase, which means the game is finished and available, so it will download to your system, uh, but you can't play it until next Wednesday. I don't know why this makes any sense, but if you're excited about the game and you want to support uh, all of us here on the show who helped work on it, um, go ahead on to Nintendo eShop and buy that game. It's a 20% launch discount, so uh, f- uh, for a, a before launch, a little bit after, get a little bit of a discount. Um, trying to make it enticing for you, but um, yeah, support support us because we work so hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they did work very hard. Uh, and we are going to next week um, devote an episode to talking a little bit more about the game. We talked a lot about it on the show before, but there's still things you haven't heard, and so you'll hear that. Um, and then uh, just as we gear up for the actual official launch date of the game, which again, November twenty seventh. So, but enough about that game. Now we're going to make a whole totally different game. So, uh, Martha, what prompt did my boyfriend Dylan give us? <laughs> my boyfriend Dylan. <laughs> uh, he, so we always, for Nice Games Jams, we ask my boyfriend Dylan uh, for a prompt about a game he'd like us to make. And the prompt this week is uh, a narrative game that starts at the end. Instead of making choices via dialogue or quick time events that affect the later story, you pick what made people do what already happened and shape the story backwards. I like this idea a lot. Yeah, it's it, really cool. <laughs> it is cool. So the first question, I guess, is like, what is the basic structure? What does, what's the genre going to be? And I guess also, are we going to do this like tabletop RPG style, collective storytelling, or are we going to try to make this a paper prototype for a video game? That is a good question. Um, yeah, Dale, what's your first instinct? Paper prototype for a video game. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. What do you think, Martha? Um, sure. <laughs> she said <laughs> confidently. <laughs> as, as we talked about in last week's episode, I like taking direction. So let's, <laughs> do, let's do that. Let's try that at least first. Okay. So um, uh, because it's narrative, uh, do we want um. to come up with uh, a story for it? Or do we want to come up with a system that, that many stories could be part of? What's going to be what's going to be easiest on us right now? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. ultimately, because a game we're like not this, making dialogue choices, we have to figure out how to make a choice going backwards. Yes. So I don't know, like how that would that like we have to think about how that prompt would come up. Like, you know, you you know, like 
I don't know what the situation will be, but like it might be you you are having a fight with your boyfriend. What started the fight? Mm-hmm. And then you pick something if it's like that. You know, what ultimately might work best for our purposes anyway is if we did this instead as a sort of a, a role-playing encounter with a, with a GM. So we could come up with a system and then we could actually play it out and, in, and invent a story as, as we actually uh, try yeah. it out. And right? then uh-huh. we could actually, it could become a paper prototype for a game yeah. based on that. Yeah, but, we can okay, figure out but, about those mechanics after the fact. In terms, We've done this before on a nice games jam where somebody plays the CPU. And I feel like this is a particularly good way we would need to do that. And we could worry about how plausible it would be to implement these things in a video game setting. But that's, that's a later problem, I suppose. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so we start off with, maybe we do like a scene uh, rather than a whole story. Okay, and yeah. So maybe the the structure is um, uh, we do this is the result. Uh, and let's say this is like a card game or something, or 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 in the, you like randomly draw an outcome, or maybe you randomly draw and this worth a video game too. Participants like um, a subject matter outcome, or so, you know what I mean, like a, a it, that we could be randomized, and then if in the video game form, it could have a set. So it would be. Um, you wouldn't have to come with a brand new thing each time. It would just be a mix of these pieces, which in combination could be millions and millions. Right? Yeah, that could work. That might work best for a mm-hmm. card game because then you can fill in the gaps in there mm-hmm. when it wouldn't actually make total sense on its own, perhaps. Uh, so, like, you could have a card that's like, this is a person card and the person is a um, uh, uh, shopkeeper. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they have it's like an improv game. Yeah, right. Yeah, so like, okay, so you have like that, and then you draw another card that's like uh, attribute of them or a setting, maybe a setting, mm-hmm. and the setting could be. Can we make it a shop? Because we, it's we a need shop suggestions guy. from the audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> setting could be like you're at, at the tavern. You okay. know, we, it, we could make it specific in that case where it's uh, you know a bunch of things like shopkeeper tavern or we could um we could make it more general and leave it up to the players to determine what those things are so okay instead of say like instead of saying tavern it could be like home work you know park you know what i mean like really broad mm-hmm. and then you decide what it specifically is based on all the other elements that get thrown in perhaps but then i don't you know maybe i mean I don't know you can't be too broad with it because then it could just be anything anywhere right yeah that's true. I mean, I think even like a specific place could be then fleshed out by the players too. Like if it's a tavern, for example, or like the mall or mm-hmm. like the forest yep. or something, it could still be like, you know, this this tavern has been around forever. It's the local place where people go and hang out. There's like music jams that happen there all the time. And mm-hmm. like everyone goes there for this specific ale that they make and it's super great. Yeah. Um, or it could be, you know, this is the new establishment that got opened up that is like, like not, it's, you know, kind of modern and new and people don't like it because it like took out some local place or whatever. <laughs> so there's lots of room is what you're saying. Yeah. Like even if you say like, this is a, this is a, this place is a house or mm-hmm. this place is like, I guess that can be broad too, but 
Yeah, I guess there's I guess the there's no risk of being too specific. Yeah. Which is what I was worried mm-hmm. about before, but that's just not true, I guess. Yeah, cuz mm-hmm. even like you wouldn't want to I guess we don't want to really like limit people t- too much like saying like giving all the details of yeah. the place. But you could mm-hmm. be like this is how, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so lo- let's come up with um our our outcome, our scenario that we need to build backwards from is going to have a certain number of components, right? And each of those components would be drawn randomly in some method, either from a a, a, a short list or a longer list, like whatever. We can no need to worry about that. So what are our categories? What are our, the attributes of our outcome? So there's uh, participants, location. We have that mm-hmm. much, right? Then some sort of whatever, like action, an action that's happening. Yeah, and it, it like a problem that's happened. Yeah, and that's kind of tricky to what's what is that list going to look like? You know, because you could say, oh, it was a fight, and then like that could be interpreted. Oh, it's oh, it could be a fist fight or it could be an argument. Mm-hmm. That's great. Or y- do you want to say um, it was murder? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, exactly right. Do you want to be more specific in that sense? And in which case, do you want to have like uh, subcategories? So you'd have this is a thing that involves one person two people, multiple people. And then, you know, uh, the, you know that you draw another thing. Like, it would be really fun to do, um, uh, you, like, that's a category. how many participants, not just who it is, but how many. And you draw, you draw the one participant and then the, the scenario is a robbery, <laughs> right? Like, that would be kind of fun. You could have, uh-huh. be, uh, invite a lot of sort of like uh, off-the-wall creativity that way. Um, but then, is robbery too specific? I don't know. Like, no, or, or no. Do you say, because or do you say if crime, it's so and then many. there's a subcategory of what type of crime. I don't know. Well, it's like robbery. Okay, robbery, one person, but there's a robbery. Yeah, that could be that. That's the person pulling off the robbery. Yeah. in the place, or it could, could be, be that they're the planning s- the robbery. Yeah, yeah. Or it could be that they're the actual only physical person in the place, but. That someone is hacking their database and stealing oh. all their money or whatever. Well, that's I think that's really interesting because what I was thinking is that participants would be really, really um, constraining. So if there's one person, then there's only ever one person as part of this story altogether. And so that because it, if you without it being constraining, then anything could be anything, right? Like if you can say this is a this is an argument between two people. What's to stop a storyteller from saying? And there were six other people there. Right. Well, but like, if we limit it to like, this is how many people are physically in this space. I think. Well, well. Well, that's it. That's yeah. interesting. So, the, what? That's what are the rules exactly about? Yeah, these things? like you could you could start meaning end with one person, but as the story could goes on, mm-hmm. maybe there were more people there that left or died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Depending well, on how that robbery went, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I guess my worry is that we um, uh, building a system that has that much flexibility is difficult. And telling a story with that much flexibility mm-hmm. is fun. Yeah. Right? Um, well, we can also change the, the genre, too. Mm-hmm. Like if you're building a role-playing game, yeah. for example, tabletop, you'd want to leave it open like that. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, okay, so what are our categories right now? We have we have we have we have participants. Mm-hmm. We have physical, or we have a setting, mm-hmm. some sort of setting, mm-hmm. um, which or or a place that this event is happening. We have uh, some sort of event 
or action, some sort of action that is happening. Yep. And we have uh, this is a number kind of difficult. Like, how participants. We, yeah. Uh, like, how do oh. we break down what the I, event is? Because we're talking about an outcome. We need to have mm-hmm. the end of the story. And so it's difficult to. Well, let's, let's, um, what oh. are some endings? <laughs> Maybe we oh, should start from just that. Have a couple yeah. of examples, sure. Yeah. Um, okay. And then we can break those down, analyze okay. those. A death. So the scene is a, uh, a, person lying on the ground and dying and then you get to decide then somehow you get to decide how did this person die is it natural causes were they stabbed were they stabbed because of a fight or in a robbery mm-hmm. or was it an accident during a knife throwing competition <laughs> or an accident <laughs> during a, a kitchen slip okay so then this instead of being outcome necessarily or end of the story we can just say this is the scenario and then yep. and it just happens to be the end of this of this story mm-hmm. so a death would be one right so the, if you have one participant then it could be someone you know alone a body in the park uh, um or if it's five people then it could be you know uh, like a shootout or whatever mm-hmm. um so you can uh, yeah a death would be one or it could be um um like getting off a plane or something and mm-hmm. so then that story could be um, arriving in the wrong city or, you know what I mean? Or, or, but that's the end of the story. So nothing happens after it. Yeah. Right. So, it, so that makes it a little easier for us to come up with anything because you could really just put any scenario in there. It could be like two people like finding each other again after like being separated or something. I'm going to write that as a big hug. Yes. Well, I mean, you could, you could call it reunion because then it would change depending oh, on yeah. the number of participants oh, yeah. or the location or the relationship. Um, it would, it would govern any of those things. Right. Okay. So reunion could mean, I mean, I think we'd be more like very specific, like two people meeting, not like you wouldn't say class reunion or whatever, but I mean, like you that. could, if it was 50 person, <laughs> right. But that's not the end of the story, you know? Like, uh-huh. like that. That's the thing that, about the scenario. That, it's so hard to come up with ends. Like, it's so easy to come up with initiating events. Right, a premise. Something. Yeah, right? premises uh-huh. are easy, but it needs to be very specific event that is the last page of this book, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's think of some some famous stories. That how how do they end? Uh, going off to the to the um, undying lands in Ooh. Lord of the Rings. Um, is that really how it ends or is there like three other endings? That's a, that is, we could oh, just mine <laughs> Lord of the Rings for endings. You know, that would be a, okay, ta- write this down for later, a different game idea, which is that a story that somebody tells and ends and the next person has to come uh, continue it and end it again and everyone has to end it over and over and over again. Amazing. Okay. okay. Well, I was going to go with how do a bunch of stories end and the answer is a wedding. Oh yeah, yep. yep, yep. See that? See that's tricky because again, that's a premise. It, well, no, it's not both. It's both because like, 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 or or just like the people getting together in general. Like, I don't know, Prince's Diaries and mm-hmm. um, all rom coms and and, yeah. and all fairy tales ever. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, Cinderella. Right. And, so happily ever after yep. is an ending, or yep. I do could be the end of a story. Yep. Or drive off with the tin cans 
but wedding is is the start of a story yeah right it's the start of the of the wedding okay okay the the end part of a wedding (laughs) the i do part of the wedding yeah you may kiss part of the wedding. So, uh, well, at least, I mean, it seems as though whatever examples we can come up with, um, you know, will be subject to whatever restrictions we put on what qualifies as, as a scenario or not. But it seems like scenario is, we don't need to be more granular than that, it seems, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's good. Um, hmm. The other thing about, like, what is a scenario is we need to make sure that the the things that are there are broad enough that they don't presume answers to the other categories uh-huh right like happily ever after implies two people but it could still work here because you could come up with a fun story for happily ever after of like three brothers who sold the cow at market you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it, yeah or you could have some story about some wedding guests or you could have some story about like you know the wedding planner who like you know I don't know, killed all the doves they were going to release. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So like, okay, so so say it's a wedding. Mm-hmm. You have characters like, and then and then you can draw things like, okay, it's the bride. There's the um, like best man and they've got like uh, a stain on their jacket or something. Or like you can put little thing, little details in there about the people, and then you have to explain at the end why they have this that like things. Okay, so this would be a case where having a good database of these things would oh. would matter because a scenario would then allow for a certain number of details to okay. be compatible with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have a bunch of a bunch of scenarios, and then you randomly draw like a bunch of details. Yeah, and that you have to ex- like that somehow get drawn into the story yeah like these are like they could be um and to gamify it, it that um the details so you have a scenario and then the details can be of different orders of importance and it doesn't and that can be too importance to the story not importance objectively so you could say uh you know one person has a, a, a spill on their shirt and that could be the most important thing <laughs> about the end of this story right mm-hmm. and so the players then need to uh, uh, work that in it, with that level of importance or yeah. you could say you know this is a um a, a death but one of and one of the details is an explosion but it is the fifth most important thing about the end of this story yeah <laughs> so now you have to then contort your story to make that not that interesting right oh yeah, yeah that makes sense like it can't actually be the first thing that killed them and it can't feature that prominently but it has to, it has be, to be, be in there yeah. yeah you know um, so it could be like a firecracker went off yeah and because it'll be ra- they'll be randomly placed, like the details will be drawn from a random bucket, and they'll be randomly placed. Maybe you draw three details, and they're uh, most second and third most important. And pr- maybe in a video game, there'd be more of these, but for our purposes, yeah, three details, right? Okay, okay. So scenario, three details, mm-hmm. level of importance, one, two, three. Yeah, and so that is. That is all the player gets um, is those categories in, in terms of like unique content. All they get is the scenario and the three details, right? Everything else is just taxonomy. Yes. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah. So the three details could be in different categories, like person thing. 
or are oh, those sep- or are those separate from that? I think they'd be separate. Okay, okay. Because um, yeah, otherwise you wouldn't get enough information. Yeah, I think the key to building a system like this is to have enough points of variety um, that would allow for a, a a database of three dozen of each, and you'd get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of story possibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you could do it as a deck of cards um, or as a video game that wouldn't take 40 years to make. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm now seeing it as a, a deck of cards game. But yeah. Here, we'll, we'll find out. We'll figure that part out last. That feels like the last part, even yeah, though we yeah, started yeah. it with the first part. Okay. Yeah. We'll play it the way we play it. And then, you know, we can talk about how it can be adapted to other forms uh, okay. at conclusion. Um, okay. So... Um, we can try playing, we can try spinning out something like this. We can just have one of us come up with the, the details in the scenario, sort of, uh, Dale's raising her hand over there. I, I've just been writing down potential details. Okay. Thanks. Um, so then the and question then, then becomes, does I, it just, you just hand it over, it's like, it's a party game. You could just, these are the things and now everybody enjoy yourselves. Like that could be, a, that could be a way you do it, but I'm kind of desiring a little bit more structure than that. What do you guys think? Well, what you could do is. You have your starting details mm-hmm. or your ending details, rather. <laughs> yeah. Your starting ending details. And then um, then you have like, okay, so that's the end. And then you have the next bucket. And that is what happened right before. And then you have to add a few more details, like draw another detail. Oh, and I see. Then, so it, and it gets weirder and weirder and you have to yeah. retcon. Yes. Yeah. I like that a lot. That's great. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, that's really good because then you could just um, you could yeah play a number of rounds until you get to the beginning of the story. Yes, or whatever um, the inciting incident. Um, one of the things I was thinking of for uh, like scorekeeping, if we if there's any way to do this, is that each um, you can have a separate list of things that are hidden, sort of like when you draw cards and put them in the little envelope from Clue, like of um, of mm. and then things that. With that everyone tells the story and then when you then pull out the secret cards the more that they match up the more points you get i guess um and that way it's party game because like there's like no way you could really do it like well mm-hmm. but if you designed this with a, a structural actually database of relational terms you could have things that are implied where you could reward figuring out the solution to a puzzle right it could be more of a mystery game where you're actually trying to figure out what happened like a detective uh, who done it? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, then it's reconstruct a, the crime, right? A little Oprah bit. Din. <laughs> yeah, 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 wait, yeah. wait, did we just remake Oprah Din? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we did. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I do sort of like the idea of it being sort of like random connections because what um, there's that drawing game. Uh, I remember that Dale, you might remember the name of this, where everybody um, you have to draw something that somebody describes in like thirty seconds. Yes, and it, then you. Get, it had multiple names. Yeah, and then. Uh, it, it, someone it, they have a little picture in front of them and they have to just uh, frantically describe everything about it and everyone else sketches it live as that happens once the timer is done you reveal what it actually was and then there's like lots of little details like if someone says oh there's a dog uh, near a mailbox and it's like if the dog has three hairs on their left ear you get a point yeah. like little and it's just things it it, um, it challenges the describer to be really thorough so I, I kind of would like a system like that perhaps the version we owned was called Portrayal, but okay. it got renamed after we owned it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, uh, so, yeah. So, well, it could be the thing, secret things could be pretty broad. Yeah. Like, 
um, if someone trips and falls in the mm-hmm. story somewhere, or if someone mm-hmm. like, or, or just like if there is a storm or a weather event in their story or something yeah. like super generic that could just be offhand or the reason why something happened. Yeah. Just uh. possibly. <laughs> and that you could do it in a way that's, that could apply to all scenarios or all categories. It could be like, um, um, a mistake or on purpose, right? Yep. It could be it could, stuff like that. So it yeah. could be a simpler system, but you'd have a number of And them. people could people could justify why they should get the points. Like, yeah. maybe to the DM. If so this is could the, this be like an apples to apples style thing where you have someone who is the teller and judger and then the other people have to come up with uh, things around it? Or you know what it could work? Here's how it could work. So, because I'm thinking, uh, unlike apples to apples, I mean, the thing about a game like apples to apples or Cards Against Humanity or any of their variants is that the person who's the judge kind of doesn't get to play. Uh-huh. Um, and so, and that's okay for short round games and it cycles. Yep. Something like this might be a little more challenging. How about the secret information is only known to the, the judge, teller, play, that person. And then as the story progresses, then the judge can sort of guide them but like, nope, that's not what happened or something like that oh. um, or penalize people or like give them whammies for like doing something just to keep them in the mix a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, uh, that sounds so negative, though. Like, I don't no. want anything to stop the narrative flow that, of people coming up with ideas. Well, I was going to say maybe what you do is you you have those scoring events mm-hmm. or things and then there's like a bunch of them. And it's scored by who added that to the story. And so oh, you're actually in com- competition. Oh, okay. Cause that makes it, you know, like there, there might be like five or 10. And then at the end you argue, no, I made that tornado happen. Mm-hmm. So then that, that would require a turn structure because the, there's way, like if, mm-hmm. if I'm the teller judger, I'm going to have a better name for this. And you guys are the storytellers then um, if you're working together, then there's no need. You guys can decide what the thing is. And then you could submit it to the judge. Like, okay, now we're ready for the next, the, you know, the one step backwards in this memento uh, scenario. And mm-hmm. then, then I could do the judging for that round or something. But if you are competing, then you would actually be arguing about what the story is. And there need, there's no stru- if there's no structure for that, then the game mm-hmm. won't be very fun. Yeah, I was thinking um, maybe it's a thing where you, you draw a card and that's your turn. Yeah. And so you get a new thing that you have to add. Oh, okay. So the time. card you draw is a restriction you have to the creativity you add to the story. Mm-hmm. And then and everything you say is true. So everyone, you go back and forth, or if there's five people, you go around and yeah. they draw a card, which gives them some constraint yep. to the thing they have to add to the story. Yep. Then they tell that thing. Yep. And then you're like, also, a shopkeeper is at this wedding. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe the card they draw is secret to everyone else. And, um, you know what I mean? Like you need to add a, like, oh, uh, like a card you draw is like an extra person is in this story or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would sort of change, maybe change the parameters. Um, or oh. a, a card you draw is, um, the, the ending didn't really happen, but everybody thought it did or something. So you'd need to lay a clue in the middle of this, something mm-hmm. like that. But then, um, but no one knows what card I drew. So the, the, the fact I'm telling, they don't know exactly what card I Yeah. It's like your secret objective. Like, yeah. like, um, like in games, like, um, I don't know, like there's games where you get extra points if you, if you do the secret thing that you have, mm-hmm. that's kind of 
you know, will guide what you do. Like in Splendor, is it Splendor? No. There's some ones where you have a secret thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Like collect five things while you collect five mm-hmm. green ones, yeah, and then you get five extra points or whatever. Um, so okay, it could so be we like want that. some competition. I mean, if we're making if we're gamifying this and it's yeah. not just a fun like storytelling, well, exercise. maybe like everybody wins, but like maybe somebody gets crowned. Yeah, you know, like as, as yeah. the extra winner. Yeah, right. So the the way it's presented could be such that like the goal is to all have fun and add your own thing one at a time. But like also, there's this like extra thing that you can like. You can do a little dance if you get that. You know what I mean? Um, and then you, that way multiple people can win. You can wear the storytelling crown for that round. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That will ship in the box. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's good too. And they don't have to be mutually exclusive, right? The multiple people can achieve their goals, I suppose. Yeah. We'll, we'll have a hard time testing that here with just the three of us. But, yeah. Um, but we can, yeah, we can work with that. Or like everyone wins if everyone can get their goals done. Mm-hmm. But everyone oh, loses. It's, it's like no, a bonus winning, yeah. Something. I don't know. Well, we'll figure it out. Okay. We have to, we'll work that in. Okay. Somehow. So are, do we want to sort of, uh, I feel like we're like 40% the way to something workable, but do you guys want to try it and just sure. see what we can do? Let's try it. And we'll just start making yeah. things up in terms of the rules as we go. Yes. Um, and so in terms of like. I also think we should start with at least one person in the. With the scenario, we get three details, and then the the scenario or outcome. I uh-huh. think that we should have at least one person, whether we call it a protagonist or just a character. So there's always at oh. least a person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so and too. then we can add more people in. I think with the scenario, like we get you get the three details, but you also get like the pe- like some people and some. Yeah, well, there's two, I guess there's two ways we could do it. We could do it where. Every game starts with the three details in the scenario and nothing else. And then the cards we draw on our turns fills in the rest of the categories. So everything, you always start with one person as part of this story. And if you draw a card that adds another person, then you then add them to the story at that point, And then they exist all the way to the end of the story. Oh. Right? So when you draw a card that says new person, you actually have to tell the story of their arrival to the story. Oh, right. Their, yeah. Their dep- or their departure. Just to make it. Just yeah, people, or their departure. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. a good one, too. So you could have, and maybe that could be um, like a person card is by default arrived to the story. But you could also instead, if you have like, maybe there's like tokens you could have where like you can reverse a card. And this would be, oh, I'm going to use my reversal to make this a departing character. And it's going, you know what I mean? So then you come up with, a whole, and then as the game continues, that character you created needs to be incorporated by everybody else. Yes. Because they're in the earlier part of the story. <laughs> Something like that, right? Um, okay, so we're not going to be able to draw cards as much, so we're going to have to just yeah, re- pretend was, at randomization here. I was here. going to make somebody use dice for cards, and I've been making <laughs> lists of things. Oh, have you? Yes. Okay, that's cool. A lot of times on the show, when we do Nice Games Jam, we tend to, when we do randomization on like categories of lists, we tend yeah. to just make them up on the spot and just assume that was randomly drawn. That's yeah. the, the closest we nope. can get. But if you have a bunch of things already, we can, we can go for it. How, what, what number die should I um, retrieve? A, That's an important question. A, a six-sided die and a 20-sided die, please. Oh, Ella's got this all figured out. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Okay, so uh, so should we just start with a scenario, free details, and nothing else? And we can add the other things, like location and all that other stuff, as we move forward? Um, or do we want to have those front-loaded? Let's do scenario, a place, and a person, and okay. three details. Okay. 
Oh, I wanted to make a a place a thing you drew a scenario. Oh, okay. Um, uh, deta- three details and a person. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's always at least one Oops, person who makes, just... it, makes it to the end of the story, alive or dead. <laughs> <laughs> They're there. Yes. <laughs> and I just I will add to these lists as I think of things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Okay, so Dale, you're going to run this for us. Yes. And you've got your list of scenarios and details. Yes. And other categories, perhaps. Yes. Um, randomized cards. Yes. And then Martha's got our die. Um, okay. Yep. Our, two, our two dice. Uh, okay, how, how should we roll and what should we do? Um, first, you're going to roll a uh, six-sided die for your outcome slash scenario because I only have six of those. Okay. Okay. That'll do plenty good for our purpose. I rolled a four. Okay. Um, this is the end of a wedding. The you may kiss somebody part of a wedding. It's funny. That's the one we like. We're talking about the most. <laughs> the I know it's weird. You guys picked it. Okay. Do now, you want to re-roll it just for variety, or do you like it? Whatever you guys want. I don't care. Okay. It's it's the end of the wedding. Okay. Details from the scenario. Now you will roll a 20-sided die three times. Three. Three. All right. You have the details you have. Number one detail. Okay. It is a slight bruise to the upper arm. (laughs) I know what that's a reference to. But to preserve the suspense of the story, we will not reveal whose arm (laughs) received the bruise. (laughs) Seventeen. Um, there is going to be a pair of broken sunglasses. And this is the second most important. Second most, right after the bruise. Yeah. Okay. And 10. Um, there will also be an orange. This is just sounding like the Godfather now. I know. That's why I put the orange in. And so I was hoping you wouldn't get an orange at the wedding, but you got the wedding. (laughs) It'd be so helpful if I had actually seen the Godfather. I haven't seen it either, but I know there's an orange because I have played the Godfather trivia game. (laughs) Nice. Okay. Uh, Now you will roll a 20-sided dice and I will give you a character. Okay. Uh, 16. You have a a peasant or a passenger, whichever you like. So you have a peon. Uh, <laughs> let's or, say, or a guest at your wedding, perhaps, being that if you're at a wedding. Well, if it's a peasant, then this is a royal wedding. Right? Ooh, okay. I like that. Okay. So okay. then how does play proceed? Okay. We take turns, right? Yes. And then we draw, we draw something. Uh, before the turn starts to constrain the detail we add, right? And then once every player has gone, then we move back further back in time. Yes. Does that sound right? Yes. Okay. So, Martha, do you want to go first? Sure. All right. <laughs> Dale, do, do you have uh, uh, things for that we would uh, pull from okay. a card draw here? So, for your card draw, you're going to roll a six-sided dice and a 20-sided dice, and then I'm going to tell you what card you draw. I rolled a four and a five. Four on the six-sided die. Thank five you. on the twenty-sided <laughs> die. Okay, so you got a item. Okay. And and your item is an arrow. Oh, okay. So this is round two. Well, this is still the first round, right? Because we haven't told any of this story yet. Yes. 
Right, but I don't have... Okay, so... Okay, so I have an item, and the item is an arrow. Yep. And so that has to apply... Like, what are the rules for the, the, the thing that you've set? Like, does it have to apply to the first... Like, do we deal with the first most important thing now, or...? No, you, that just has to be important in your story overall. So whenever you want to weave that in, mm-hmm. you weave that in. But um, somehow you have to start, maybe... maybe. You know what? When you draw a card, it goes into your hand. And then you can play it whenever. Okay. Right? So Martha, you have an arrow now in your hand. Okay, so you have an arrow now in your hand. And you could play it now. If you wanted, or you could wait until later to play it. Sure. Well, I mean, it can because this is this could because this is the first round. We haven't told any of the story. We all we know is that 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 there's a wedding. Yeah. So maybe you want to lay some groundwork for the wedding. Well, that's what I mean. Is that if if uh, you might not want to talk about the arrow yet? Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, that's what I drew. So that's what we're going to go with for the episode. I think. <laughs> so, okay. Um, an arrow. The arrow is um, very uh, uh, ornate. It's like made out of gold and has cool markings on it. And um, it is uh, like on a little, like you would expect a ring to be on, but uh, like a little pillow um, at the front of the altar on the altar of the wedding uh-huh. place okay so then that so then what you're saying is that when you draw a card then that is the only thing you tell the, the detail the story about because that makes a lot of sense you're, you only have to worry about the arrow right now what you're saying sure all the other things <laughs> give me a look like <laughs> <laughs> yes yes okay and then all, yes, the, all and. the things we all the things we've done up to now are just things to keep in mind as you tell details about each of these things uh i guess so because the 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 question becomes if we just keep doing this then where does the time element come in Uh that's my concern yeah is if nothing if if we just describe things then nothing happens which is fine this actually this could be a perfectly okay game to describe a moment that we just continually detail out we could toss out (laughs) our boyfriend dylan's uh premise uh because we've moved beyond it (laughs) That's an option, uh-huh. right? We don't need to be further constrained by that because uh-huh. this system could work pretty well if we just continually add details, details, details until a clear picture emerges of some mm-hmm. crazy moment that explains the bruise and explains the orange. Do you know what I mean? Or, yeah. Or maybe it's something where I, you know, like where you get, you draw your card and then you're like, I have an arrow, and then as a group, you all say, "Well, how? What is this arrow, and how? How is this important to the story?" And so it's not just that one person you say. Oh yeah, you say we're at a wedding, and the bride and the groom just kissed, and it's a it's a royal wedding. But before they could kiss, we had this arrow. How did the you know? How did this? Who are you know? This arrow hit, you know, you could mm-hmm. say the bride. Who was this bride? Maybe it was a Cupid's arrow and it hit a peasant in the audience instead of the princess who was originally supposed to get married. Okay, so what it could be then is It's more of a it The arrow has to make a matter in this moment. 
Yeah. The thing you draw does something now. And then next turn is the moment prior. That's what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. And then so maybe the three details, maybe those are less important. Maybe we don't draw the three details. Could we just be. have the scenario. And then the f- that way you're not, because when do you bring those in otherwise? I don't know. Right? Yeah. I can think of so many stories right now that all the, because what I was thinking was, I didn't even think of the Cupid angle with mm-hmm. the arrow. I was thinking, oh, like the person got a bruise. Like this, this arrow was, is a representation of the struggle. Like the, the, you know, someone almost got, um, there's a battle before this wedding because mm-hmm. the, someone didn't want them to get married or something. Yeah. yeah. But maybe you bring it in because, because that arrow did hit a peasant and then the peasant and the bride got in a fight and, one of them got a slight bruise to the upper arm. So the the you guys are both spinning out. It's really when you have a couple of details, it's easy to start threading them together. But presumably, the point of this game is that as it goes on, it becomes way definitely different from what you planned. Oh yeah. <laughs> so the question is: Is should we not allow players to? We don't give them enough information to uh-huh. spin out a whole scenario. Yeah. Right. That's my argument for sticking to just scenario and maybe person. And then every time you draw, you just add a new thing to the story going backwards in time. Okay. Does that, does that make any sense? Cause I, I really like that these three orders of detail. I like that a lot, mm-hmm. but that works best if we're sticking to just one moment that we continually add detail to. Right. And then the closer you get to those details mattering, then we can, there's a point system for that or something. But if we're drawing new things all the time, we can add new stuff then we don't want to be... Well, it could be not necessarily that we have to go follow the timeline exactly backwards. Uh-huh. Like, okay, so slight bruise to upper arm. Uh, shoot, I just lost my train of thought. Nope, never mind. You're Sorry. talking about not necessarily moving backwards in time? Well, not necessarily moving linearly backwards. Uh-huh. Like, okay, you have to now explain how this came into the story, like how an arrow came into the story. Yeah. And then the next person has to explain why the next thing they drew is in the story. Ah, uh, yeah, it's, it's hmm, well, this see, is really tough. Well, that, that's this what, is really tough. That's, <laughs> why, that's why I'm like, I'm pushing for lots of rules because mm-hmm. then, then you don't have to do as much of the, like, this could be this or 800 million other things. So yeah. um, oh, I, I, there's a hook into what you're saying, which is if um, you draw the arrow and you have that now, maybe you dr- you, there's like two decks, right? The, the item deck or, or whatever, whatever uh, Dale's table of things is. And then the other deck you draw or, or maybe roll a die or whatever is um, past, present, or future. So present means this er- something happened with this arrow now. Past is something happened with this arrow in the past and it's up to, and then somebody else, it's on now, it's a, it's a shoe waiting to drop. Someone else later in the game has to describe the now, right? Um, or has to tie it into the thing. You know what I mean? Like maybe it could be um, you uh, roll a die or something and it's either now or three turns from now it, it happened to go. Oh. Right? And then whoever turn it is, the three turns from now ago, then suddenly the arrow happens. And you've already said what happened. So I need to now incorporate that into the new thing I just drew. Which, but then instead, maybe I drew something that was in the future. And so then I, that story's already been told. So I need to now reverse retcon that into the story we already told. Or, yeah. You know? Okay. So you have, you have your like. So even the bruise and the orange, because I assume they're from the same table, right, Dale? 
Um, yes. So maybe that's that's all it is then, is that those are all part of the, the thing you draw on your turn. And then we just need a little extra rules to, turn, to, to give it a little bit of that more fun wackiness of, of playing with the time. But turn order, I think, can still continually go back in time. If that, I think that makes some sense, right? And it sticks to our premise. Or like you have, yeah, these buckets of time. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe you have a board with a counter that so that you everyone keep track of what time it is, you know? Or like like you said, like, okay. You have to wait, no, I only did five instead of six. Oh, six could be right then. Okay, so here's the moment. We have a moment, the moment that's the incident at the end. Right. And then you have like five buckets of time before that, of of things that happened. Right. So you could say, Okay, I have an arrow. And I roll a five, which means that arrow happened in the one right before the incident. Sure. And then say, oh, I got, or but say the arrow was like number three. Mm-hmm. And then you had to come up, like you have to fill in these gaps. Oh, I see. So every story has five, like a five, it's a five part story. Yeah. Every, every story is a five part story. And you hear about the end, and then as you play, you fill in the rest. Yes. Um, and then, and you, do you tell that part of the story when you place it? Because one way you could do it is just to have a round where we all populate it, and then at the end, then we just tell the story. But then that's not moving backwards. Right. So maybe we have to place all the things, mm-hmm. and then we have to, each person then has to, go, we have to go around and then incorporate the things backwards i mean i i think we should tell the story when it's placed because that's sillier right like if you, you have to tell a story of an arrow at a wedding on two hours ago without knowing what happened one hour ago that seems fun right yeah i'm just trying to think of how to do that like what happened with the arrow two hours ago yeah like what did it well i mean you, it could be, we could sort of encourage in the rules, like make it a simple, like a one sentence happening. So mm-hmm. an arrow was fired or someone was hit by an arrow or somebody found an arrow. Like it could be just really simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if something happens and then once we move back, as we move back in time, once it's time to play that round, the person who is telling that part of the story needs to remember all those details or they're written down or something and then tell the complete story of that hour. Okay. okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to. Okay. So when does this, the telling happens at the end when we have to go back? No, no. It's, okay. So the, uh, so we'll, let's have our six periods of time, right? Right. Um, okay. And it, when you, on your turn, you draw a thing and you roll to see where you place it, then you place it and then describe in one sentence a detail, something about it, right? You don't okay. have to tell the full story. Yeah. And then, Everyone does that, and then um, I guess then collectively, perhaps and this is we're talking about the competition element earlier. But for now, let's say once the turn the round is over, then um, you tell what ha- you tell the a story of the of the the end of the story, the final hour, right, the moment of the end. You tell it collectively as a group somehow. Then the next round begins, and you do the same thing all over again, and then you tell the story of the hour prior. Right? 
And then you've had you now have but, things in that in those spots, right? So it's like what? Uh, okay. But then the trick is, is like you always need to things always need to be placed in the past. They can't be placed because um, then you'll you'll skip over them. That's what I'm thinking. Like, like we place all the things and then do rounds of story. I guess we're saying the same thing. Sort of. It's just it's about but sequencing, like, I guess. But like, but like. I think we can add the two ideas together. Mm-hmm. So we do a ra- we do rounds of placing items and having to say one thing about the item. Yeah, and then when the then we have to incorporate all those things when it gets to the round, and maybe one more extra added thing. Yeah, the I, the the thing that's hard here is that the, I don't see a a solid reason to go backwards in time anymore. Um, like in because, terms of telling the story, because because okay, so you have the arrow here. You're pointing to. Sorry, <laughs> we have the arrow in the in the time right before the wedding. Yes, and we have. I'm going to roll a random thing, Dale. Okay, um, three on the six sided die, twelve on the twenty sided die. Oh wait, hold on. <laughs> okay, six sided die was a three. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. This isn't an action. Okay. It was a what? Uh, 12. Okay, there's a fight. Okay, so then now... You, you need to roll for where it's placed, right? Or are you just assuming it's in the same... Moment? I'm just... For example. Okay, sure. So for example, I rolled and that was in... Uh, in... The same place bucket. as the arrow. Yes. And bucket so the one. arrow, so I said, like some... I said, or whoever drew the arrow said... Um, it is shot, and the fight something. Uh. So you have to connect. Um, okay, so so both the arrow and the fight are part of the same bucket. Yes. Okay, so you have to tell a little story about how um, your your arrow and your fight got to kissing the bride. Yes. So the, then, the prior turn, you place an arrow there, what, and you only have to say one line about it. Right. But then later, you place something else in the same spot, and you have to tell a story about both of those things that are in that slot. Is that right? Uh, not. I was thinking when things are placed, you just talk about the one, the thing itself. Okay, so you and place then, the fight in the same place as the arrow. So you right. don't have to talk about the arrow at all. No. Is what you're saying. Just the fight, because that's how, then the person who has to talk about that bucket and how it connects to this has yep. to connect the arrow, the fight, and the, okay. and the, the event happens that happens after it. Right. Or, so, yes, after so, it. <laughs> um, and when does that happen? Um, once we've placed all the items. And then who tells that part of the story? Is it just round robin? Yeah. Okay. So it's like if there's a odd, like a weird, like let's say there's six players and there's uh, only five buckets plus the end, or let's say there's eight players. Um, uh, well, then it could be maybe it's a collective, collective mm-hmm. group thing. So it's no longer a competition. It's all. Yeah. And then if there's four players, not everybody gets to go twice, right? Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. maybe it's. So then once all the details are established, then you just sort of, then it's just cooperative and you tell that story. So why, once you've placed everything in all the buckets, 
why do we need to tell the story backwards? What's the hook there? Why don't we just, why don't we just tell it Because forward? it's funny. I mean, yeah, but... Because you have to connect it. But the game isn't any different if we tell it one way or the other, right? Um, because you don't know what's going to happen before because you've established part of the story about this fight and this... And this... Um, and this wedding mm-hmm. before you draw what's whatever like weird thing oh. is going to happen before it. Yeah, so maybe it's that there's no rolling place- for an effort or for a time. You just always go one hour back, yeah, and then tell that hour story. Maybe it's yeah, maybe the, you you place all the cards out randomly in the buckets, and then the whole game is just flipping. You, the, you have to flip. flip the cards backwards in time. And then uh, and then make that story make sense. Right, and and every. Every turn is you flip a new card and the person whose turn it is describes that little detail. And then once that fifth hour is filled in and everybody tells the story of that fifth hour together and then you move on to the fourth hour. Yeah, let's do that. That yeah. way we, it does, you're right. It makes more, it, make, it only makes sense to go backwards if you don't know what's going to happen in the next before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All I right, like let's, it. Let's I like it. This also, there's less to do on, on each turn, which is good. It can move a little quicker. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So in this case, um, let's say that there's only two details per hour because there's two of us. Okay. So just for the, per- the, you know, final game might have a lot more, but just for speed and efficiency. Um, okay. So let's, let's stick with this arrow and a fight. So uh, you drew the arrow. I drew the fight. They both landed in this, this time right before the wedding. Um, and the wedding is not a, like, the wedding is just a moment, right? So this leads directly up to I do. Right. Yep. Yes. Okay. So now let's decide what what's going on here. Okay. I think that the peasant is mad uh, at that the wedding is happening. Yeah. And uh, tries to sabotage it by shooting an arrow at the through the window. <laughs> okay. So then th- we also. We're still selling the story forwards a little bit because then what happens after that? Yeah. So so you're going to go like a step back and then move it forward and then step back more and then move it forward and then step back. Yeah. So forward. we do need so, to... So, okay. So, okay. You have to start here. Mm-hmm. So the reason why someone has a bruised arm at, and the bruised arm is going to be the... Is going to be the... Maybe that's why the peasant is so mad about this wedding. Because they, they have the, a bruised arm. The groom bruised their arm. Now they don't want this person to get married. Well, the bruised arm is the is the outcome. Right? So it can't be the I it can't be the This oh, is yeah, so that's hard. That's true. The so, bruised arm is so, the outcome. Okay, so, so the three details we established earlier, they serve the same purpose as the two new details in hour five. Yes. So why don't we just uh just instead of making them two different systems? Let's start start it with as if we each drew you drew the bruised arm and I drew what was the next one? The next pair detail? of broken sunglasses. And I drew the pair of broken sunglasses. So okay, you drew the bru- bruised arm, so you have one detail about it. Okay. The detail about it is that it's the um the person with the bruised arm is the brother of one of the people getting married. Okay. And then I drew the broken sunglasses. And my uh, bit of detail about it is that um, it the the it's they're the priests, I guess. <laughs> That's kind of it's tough because then how do you have to tie all this together? But let's just go with it. All right. 
So now we have all we have in this story is that the brother has a bruised arm and the priest is wearing broken sunglasses. And I do. So, <laughs> so let's spin that out to make some sense. Um, and we don't know anything about what's coming before this. Okay. Yes. So let's say um, uh, like the, as the groom was coming down the aisle, he slugged his brother like, you know, like, look at me, bro. And, and bruised his arm. <laughs> Right? That seems okay. Okay. Yeah. Simple enough. And then as he got to the altar, he punched the priest in the face. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe the priest just pulled out his sunglasses and they were already broken. Like, these are kind of uninteresting details, but they hang together. Um, well. Uh, what do you think? Go with that they were already broken. Okay. Yes. Right, because that's the details that they are broken. Not that yep. they yes. were, were broken. Um, so, I, I don't know. What do you think, Martha? Like, any yeah. Of them, okay. So, okay. So, or maybe we have to put them together. They have to be tied together. Right. So, I don't, I don't, let's just try it where they're not. Okay. Let's just try it with exactly what you said. Okay. So, the brother, the brother of the, uh, the, so, is a bruise on his yeah. arm. And it's because the person punched him walking down the aisle right and then maybe the earlier parts in the story will provide some more motivation for that yes right and then and then the sunglasses were already broken in the priest's pocket right and then the story part is he takes them out of his pocket and puts them on yes and we don't maybe the sun we don't know we'll have the details will be provided okay so now we're moving backwards an hour and you have drawn the arrow and the, your detail about the arrow is um the arrow was shot i guess okay uh and then i drew the fight and so my detail about the fight is um it's because like you kind of just want to be sort of non sequitur about it but also you're, you're you're motivated to be like make it really important like it's yeah you know mm-hmm. um but i can say uh it's a uh, the um the groomsmen or the wedding party like up at the altar are arguing that's the detail, I guess. Okay. Okay. So now we have the story here. Um, and so I've made the fight not about the arrow, not, imp- not specifically, but we can certainly bring them together still. Right. Like someone pulled out a crossbow. Like, <laughs> you know, why not? Um, well. How about one of the bridesmaids in the fight argue- or arguing like, you know, no, I totally do know more about medieval history. See, pulls out that thing, shoots it, and then it hits the priest right in the chest where his sunglasses in- were. Okay. So in the next moments, he pulls them out and is like oblivious to the arrow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, sure. Let's go with that. So the bridesmaids were fighting because they were over, they're all... Re- they're all medieval historians. Yeah. Yes. And who's the better medieval historian? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the uh, the answer is whoever is carrying a crossbow in their bridesmaid's purse. Yes. Right. <laughs> and I guess I haven't specified, you know, if it's the maid of honor, but that's fine. Right. We can figure that out later yeah. if we have to. And so she shoots the arrow, hits the priest, and he takes out his sunglasses. Right. Because they're broken. Because in the next hour, they are broken. But here is when they are, when they were broken. Yes. <laughs> Okay, great. All okay. Right. So now, now let's go back. Now we're going to the fourth hour or fourth in the moment prior. Okay. Um, and uh, we, this is another thing we can do is as we move back, we can maybe roll to see how much longer ago it was. But well, just for now, let's just move backwards naturally. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's roll again. Martha, roll for your thing from Dale's table. Okay. 
your four-sided dice or your six-sided dice has a four. And my uh, 20-sided dice has a nine. Okay, hold on. Your four gets you a item. It is a book. Well, this is falling into place, okay? Okay. Okay. Is it a dusty old <laughs> book? <laughs> um, I have no details about it. Uh-huh. It just says book. What do you think about it? Okay, I'm going to say that this book is a medieval history book mm-hmm. and uh uh and it How many more details can you provide? That's an interesting question. That's true. I think that it's a medieval history book and that's I guess that's all I'll say because I can integrate it into the story. Yeah, yeah. If there are many players and many details, then it would be because really we're just telling one detail, two detail, and then all the details. But it, mm-hmm. with more in the bucket, uh, it would be probably easier just to tell a quick thing. Yeah. Um, but okay, because right now we're sort of like it's half the story. But all right, so now I will roll. I got a three on okay. the six-sided die. Okay, your three on the six-sided die is an action. And it, I rolled a one. Okay, there is a robbery. Oh, oh, oh. all right. So, huh. I, I really want to just have one of the bridesmaids steal the other the book from someone else. Like I'm kind of like filling in the details, but I also want to like introduce something new. Um, Remember, we still have that peasant. This is also um, so we don't know how long ago before this is yet. So I'm going to say is a robbery. Um, I'm going to say that the the brother uh, stole uh, sw- uh, stole the rings from the groom, like swapped them Indiana Jones style, like trying to. That's that's the robbery. Okay, it's a, a it's a ring swap. Yeah, and see, even that is like a lot more detail than. But whatever, it's fine. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so now, what happened, and when did this happen? Because this now needs to be before much much earlier before the wedding. Now, right? Right. Okay. So, um, they're arguing over the history book, or I mean the the medieval history knowledge. Um. So maybe, maybe we're assuming that this is a heterosexual wedding. So I mean, it's the bride. You, those details you, have not been established. You, you make this up. We made a groom. We said the groom, but whatever. And we said bridesmaids. That's all. Okay. That's true. <laughs> but, yeah, but they our, could be our, the groom's bridesmaids. That's one of those weird, like, sexist we, things, just as a tangent here. Yeah. In weddings that, like... Uh, you know, sometimes you'll see a man on the on the bride side or a woman on the groom side. It's not common, but you see it because people are like, "Why not?" But then there's still generally the man on the bride side is generally still referred to as a bridesmaid. Yeah. Right. Yes. Are or, they? I or don't they even call know. A bridesman. I, I don't know. Not, my point is, is there's not an infrastructure for when describing these things. <laughs> yeah. It's, yes. it's, it's it's so there's like it's utterly unmodern in a way that is like hard to modernize okay so one of the spouses is a medieval history person okay so that's why the all the people on their side Uh of the of the uh you don't have to dance around it we can just have bride and groom if you like okay this can be a straight wedding okay (laughs) okay they still allow those (laughs) yeah especially when it was originally an actual like medieval wedding that would have probably been made sense (laughs) right this could actually this could all be taking place in the 1400s and it's just a history book (laughs) (laughs) that's true but i don't want it that's like it was all a dream ending the the, the sunglasses 
create a problem. But that's the kind of thing this game might invite is like no one no one said anything about this. So suddenly it's that. Right. Yep. Um, but maybe we don't have to go there right now. Okay. So the bridesmaids are all from the same department at the university where the bride works. Uh huh. So they're all professional rivals. Yes. And um, maybe this history book was written by one of them. Oh. And the facts. That's why one of the facts is wrong, which is, or some people think it's it's disputed. Uh huh. Ooh. There may one. You know, one day soon be a fight about it. Yes. <laughs> Ooh. And and yeah. So um, and the the bride has decided to make the writer of the book the maid of honor. Mm-hmm. Okay. And everyone else is like, really? She don't, she doesn't know nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forget how close of friends you are. Yes. <laughs> that's not what matters here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why the. They were so already contentious, so that's why she brought the other uh-huh. one brought the crossbow with. So her. when is this happening? Because we're still, um, now we're, we're still. This describing- is where this is this is going to be part of the budding planning process, and she. Uh, so that's where. Maybe she reads the book and is so enamored with it that she's like, "You have to be." I couldn't decide. You have to be the bride's the maid of honor. Uh huh. You're the most celebrated in our department. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so this is like the maybe all happening at the wedding shower or something. Yeah. Yeah. Let's um, say that. Okay. Um, or just sort of like maybe a rehearsal dinner or something because then we can bring the brother's robbery into it. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. So the brother um, of, the, of the groom we determined, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is uh, uh, swapping the rings out and I guess does this at the rehearsal dinner where they're like on display or something. Um, and everyone sees him do it. <laughs> 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 like it's no one's buying it for a second, but it's just like, whatever. It's just, we'll, we'll take care of him tomorrow. And that's why he gets punched. Yes. That feels all right. We can move on to the next one. Okay. Should we... This keeps getting threes and fours. Should we fudge it to be something else? <laughs> yes, let's do that. Okay. Okay. I rolled a what haven't we done? A I rolled a six on the six oh, sided okay. die. I believe it. And you, I rolled a th- <laughs> I rolled a three on the twenty sided die. Okay. You got a participant, a person. Okay. And the person you got is a magician. <laughs> I like this because we we created a bunch of characters. Uh, which I worried would be a problem, but this is better than that. This is just like a random extra person that's not part of our plans. Or is the magician the brother? Oh, there you go. And <laughs> yeah. it's just so, and really thought the swap would work. Yes. Yeah, I put the magician in there because it could be like if you're putting something like in a medieval fantasy set- setting, it mm-hmm. could be like an actual. Like, it could be Merlin, yeah. Or if you're you're putting it in the future, it could just be a guy who does close up magic. Yeah. Your now, choice. <laughs> now I'm thinking this wedding is in the is in the Arrested Development <laughs> like universe. Anyway, um, okay, great. So now you have to roll, Mark. Okay. So I, I think the the one detail that we've done, at least in where there's only two details per hour or two things per hour, maybe we can just afford to skip that and just these are the two things, and we could just tell the whole story at the end. Okay. That seems to be where we're headed anyway, naturally. All right. I roll. I also rolled a six. Okay, there is another precious. Do we want to we want to fudge this one as well? Let's no, let's no, do, well no, then we get to there, see more of Dale's table. There's a That's magician. True. Okay. <laughs> okay, there's a magician and there's a somebody else. Five. Oh. There's a captain. 
Oh, so it is on a, a cruise ship with a magician. <laughs> it it could be any type of captain, right? And so this it is a case where it could be a war hero captain. It like, could be a spaceship captain. That's true. It could, it could be Captain Obvious. It could be I the captain know. of the party bus. Yeah. <laughs> um, um. It could. It could just be the pilot. Yeah. So, um, or the, yeah, the captain could be somebody else who's already part of the story. Um, so th- one of the things that I was suggesting earlier about participants is to like introduce them now or later or whatever, mm-hmm. we can dump all that, but that does seem sort of interesting to add extra little like coin flips or something to make, give them requirements. So when we were doing the one detail about each thing, maybe instead of that, that's something you draw from an extra table, Oh, okay. right? That this is something that's like. Um, so in the case of a participant, it's someone who is just arrived, just left, or is only here for this part. Something oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we don't need sense. to worry about any of that. Okay. All right. So now we have our two people here, and this is earlier in the story. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we can, ha- we can have this at the same rehearsal dinner. Okay. Um, moments before, um, or it can be earlier than that. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm happy for it to be I'm at exactly this moment. I'm just going to guess that since everybody saw the brother switch out the rings, yeah. that he's not the magician. I think it's funnier if he is the magician. <laughs> yeah, he, I think he's it's all a, a real ru- bad magician. It's a ruse for the robbery. Like, he's like, everybody pay attention to me. And he thinks he can, like, misdirect them, but he's totally misread that handbook. And <laughs> Yeah, so, like, maybe this is, he is doing a magic show at, yeah, the, at, yeah. the, at the rehearsal dinner. And what about the captain? What do we do about that? I don't know. I mean, so I mean, the the rehearsal di- dinner could be on a riverboat. Mm-hmm. True, well, true. It could be a destination wedding, so that the the rehearsal dinner is happening. There should he be could, some incentive. The captain to- could just be a guest, and he is a army captain or a softball team captain. We should have some incentive to tie everything we do as further forward into the story as possible to recontextualize. Mm-hmm. So let's say the whole thing is on a, on a boat, including the wedding. It okay. doesn't change yeah, yeah, yeah. much about the story. We're on a boat. <laughs> but now we're on a boat the whole time. Because again, yeah. there's nothing that precluded that possibility. That's true. So the captain is maybe at this point, um, she's coming by and she's saying, telling everybody like, oh, did you check out our museum of antique weaponry? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh man, this could be like a reenactor's cruise or something. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> on a yeah. on a on a very accurate, you know, medieval boat or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody sleeps in very typed quarters. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a cruise ship so much as a. <laughs> so the captain. A, uh, let's just say the captain ship. rolls in, and she is like kind of lonely and, and there's a big party happening and she brought the crossbow <laughs> and she's just wanted to impress everybody. Okay. I like it. Okay. Previous hour. All right. Or previous time. Time slot. Time slot. Let's go. Okay. Uh, you didn't, didn't roll a four. You rolled something else instead, right? Sure. I rolled a, have we done a two? We have not. Two. Two is a setting or place. So watch out. Okay. Uh-oh. I rolled a nine. Well, this is going to be great. Oh, this is at home. They live on this boat. <laughs> well, it also could be way back before they left, too. So, yeah, true. Okay, so that that imply, that helps imply. Okay, so, I mean, that's all we get for now, right? Because we're not going to get any further details yet mm-hmm. um, uh, We've as we've changed the rules. So, Martha, I'll take the die now. And, um, okay, I rolled a one uh, legitimately. Okay, um, you got a participant. 
Um, wasn't that six? I know. I'm. I figured you'd need lots of participants, so I made it. I made it come up doubly. And then yes. I got seventeen. All right, you got a bartender. Oh, okay, cool. So this is the home bartender. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the bartender is like the groom, and that's just what the the scene is. The bartender, um, the bartender at home. Or maybe it's a metaphorical home because this is when he oh. asks. No, no, no. I got it. So the, ca- the captain has many uh, gambling and bar tab debts. And this is weeks earlier. And she's in the, the bar, uh, which is her home. Uh, <laughs> because she's, you know, that's just where she spends all her time. So it's like a cheer scenario. Yeah. Where everybody knows your name. It's Uh like home. And she is talking to the bartender and concocting a plan to cause chaos at a wedding. Okay. (laughs) Sounds good to me. Okay. So it's like, it's like totally, it has none of our other characters, just the captain and the new bartender. (laughs) Amazing. I I booked a cruise and I'm just going to, I'm going to cause trouble. (laughs) Uh, Maybe she's so... This will help me pay off my gambling debts somehow. It's like an insurance thing. I don't know. People who do insurance things are usually not smart. So, <laughs> okay, I like it. Okay, so okay, somehow just becoming the Overden more and more. Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we're at the beginning of the story. Unless yes, there's any details, we, Martha, you want to add? This That's show. fine. Okay. Okay, let's roll the dice. Four and 14. Four for the six-sided die. 14 for the one-sided die. Four is an item. And 14 is... You just got an oven. Okay. Wait, no. 14, you didn't get an oven. Sorry. This was more specific because I was like, I can't have an oven pop up that much. You got a flute. (laughs) A flute? All right. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. uh, I'll take those dice. Um, I rolled a five. Okay. You got an action. Okay. And, and then, then I ro- a th- also three. Oh, there's a crash. Oh. What was our item? Flute. A flute and a crash. What kind of terrible flute crash are you going to concoct? <laughs> I mean, well, Martha, this is your area. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> That's... Hmm. <laughs> so the, the, the trick here with the beginning of the story is it needs to feel like a great ending to our story. Yes. So like, could this be how the couple met? Could this Ooh. all be a way to trick a captain into sinking their boat? Like, <laughs> like, like <laughs> is this how the captain somehow started gambling? Yeah. In order to cause chaos at a wedding by bringing <laughs> a crossbow to a wedding or planting a crossbow at a wedding? I think we've reached the Mad Lib stage of this game. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I never doubted it was going to go this way. Um, So how about the flute is like a medieval style flute Mm -hmm. to fit in with the... So maybe the captain or maybe the... Maybe the captain was sitting on her boat one day playing her flute and crashed her boat and realized... This would be a great way to get some insurance money for my gambling debts. Well, I remember, should probably crash a bigger boat. The captain doesn't have to enter the story here. The captain can enter the story in the next section. That's true. This could be a case of motivation for why is the brother trying to swap the rings? Maybe it's actually a, 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 a benevolent motive that everyone interprets as stupid. Um, oh, like maybe. Maybe he thinks the rings are cursed. So he's trying to swap them out with better rings. 
or less cursory. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the um, maybe this is how they met. Yeah, like the the bride and the groom. Mm-hmm. Uh, like she was she, playing her medieval flute. And he was going by on his razor scooter and crashed into the bushes on the quad. <laughs> yes. And she helped him up. And that's how they met each other. Aww. <laughs> Gross. All right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. If you can think of something better, I will no, no, surrender that's, that's that the idea. Thing is it, it sort of just has like a night. It sort of it resolves itself. Like it's not, you know, it doesn't tie it together in a crazy, well, who cares? Whatever. This game could be anything. I think that would be something that we would want to focus on in further developing this game is to make it easier for the players to do something with the beginning of the story. Either have a separate game mode that the beginning of the story is there that it has to do this, this, and this, or draw further random things. Or when you draw the end of the story, that there's accompanying story beginnings that force a connection that the players can then fill in the gaps on. Something like that. Um, And then, yeah, just having more for the players to do on their turns, choices to make about reversals and stuff of things you draw. Yes. But it wouldn't be too hard to figure out. Um, And yeah, this could totally work as a card game. It would be really fun. It was really fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. (laughs) I think think the other question is about like, um, uh, and this is maybe less of a concern. um, I think the game could survive without worrying about this, but the idea of the collaborative storytelling, like you'll have somebody who's like, likes to tell stories and might dominate the table, or you might have someone who's just shy and has nothing to say. And so you want to make sure that everybody is at least, you know, has to be part of it. But then also maybe the game is better if people who are more comfortable listening can listen. Yeah. And I think that, helps that when you draw your card for your thing yeah. you have to get you have to give some detail about it and it doesn't matter like what it is yeah because that will draw the shy people to say at least one thing which is the detail about their item or action or yeah i think that should have some because we just naturally fell away from it before we officially abandoned it um because instead of the one detail we started telling half the story um and so I think you'd have to give it some sort of framework for that. But I totally mm-hmm. agree. Forcing creativity and not just, you know, binary choices or whatever is probably important um, just to keep everybody in the mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, you could be kind of a Jackbox style scoring system where people could grant other players points based on, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, that's, oh, a, yeah. pretty, that's a pretty robust system Yeah. Um, that could then, then somebody could be a winner. Um even though it doesn't matter. This is good. And then maybe the amount of details per event is just how many players there are. Right? So it just scales yeah. naturally. Yeah. yeah. So the more people, the more complicated the story becomes. I like it. Good party game. Yeah. Okay. So we will write up all the things and put them in the show notes so that yeah. you can play this at home. We'll take a couple of pictures of the uh, setup that Martha has been putting together to keep track of everything. Um, and then make sure you've got all of Dale's table of details uh, uh-huh. that she put together uh, so quickly for us. Um, yeah, and give it a try or think about how a game like this might work. Or maybe there's some uh, uh, factor we missed or some natural conclusion that would be interesting to lean to. Uh, let us know about it. Um, uh, send us an email or uh, send Dale a tweet. I want to hear what happened in your story. Yeah. Yeah. That's our show. If you haven't already, subscribe to Nice Games Club in your favorite podcast app and be sure to give it a good review if you liked it or are nice like us. We really do need to know you're out there, so leave a review and tell all your friends too. We also want to hear from you directly, so follow us on Twitter at Nice Games Club and 
and email us at contact at nicegames.club. Tell us how your story ended or began. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) What was your scenario? Please make it not be the wedding. Lastly, (laughs) you can find out more about the show and your nice hosts, as well as get all the links and show notes from this and other episodes at nicegames.club. So until we start again, remember to play nice and make nice. It's so funny, like everyone hated Internet Explorer. Like, it was just like that was cool to hate it because it sucked. And when Edge came out, they needed people who liked Internet Explorer, which was actually a lot of people. Like, it was comforting. It was like the default. It needed to feel familiar enough. And so the Edge logo is still a blue E. It's just a little different. And I hated it so much. I liked the Internet Explorer logo a lot better. And so it just felt like a weird, stupid compromise. And they finally made an actual, honest to God logo. And it's really, really good. It's okay. Well, you hate everything. (laughs) I mean, that's the secret is everyone thinks that I'm this like so happy and, you know, (laughs) everything's great all Uh the time. And really, I'm just this like sourpuss most of the time. (laughs) Now, you know, (laughs) listeners, (laughs) we made it to the end of the episode. Yeah. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.